He no. didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Exactly. Woo! And he, he didn't come to be served. He came to serve. Yes. You know, and like... It's so mm -hmm. countercultural. Mm -hmm. It's so opposite of everything. Yeah. Hey, guys, and welcome back to the You Can Sit With Us podcast. I'm Brittany. And I'm Bridget. And you always have a seat at our table. Today, what are we talking about, sis? Girl, we talking about finding the right church. Finding the right man, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> we need an episode on that. Um, oh, girl. <laughs> we, have, we might have some male listeners out there. Amen. Um, okay, so yes, we're going to be diving into finding the right church today. Um, the importance of that. Why should you even care about that? And practical steps of how to find the right church, right. what to look for in the right church, mm -hmm. what are essential things and what are preferences. Right. So right. why don't you kick us off? Yes. Oh, wait. So, what's your favorite thing? Yes. I was what's about to say, I was, thing? you know, accountability. I was like, hold up, girl. Um, so, yeah. So my favorite thing, there was a lot to choose from. But I would say that my favorite thing this week is a book from mm -hmm. Robert Morris. I forgot it because that's typical Bridget. <laughs> I forgot it. So um, here it is. See it? You can. The link will be below. Um, <laughs> um, it's called Thanks, Frequency. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> um, it's called uh, Frequency by uh, Robert Morris, I believe. It's a great book. And it's um, uh, like... Uh, Christian content uh, based on scripture mm -hmm. on how we can hear God's voice. And one of the things that really like stuck with me, I'm only like on page 30. I'm not really like too far into it. But um, one of the things that really stuck with me is that um, he's our good shepherd and mm -hmm. we're his sheep. And being his sheep is something innate. However, mm -hmm. hearing him is still, even though it's innate, it's something that needs to be also learned and cultivated and yeah. matured. So that really like spoke to me. And I was like, hmm, like it just, I don't know. It spoke to me, I guess, because it just, also like confirms that this is a journey so if you don't feel confident in hearing him the like once you get saved or once you come to christ that's okay because it takes it takes time to uh cultivate that that's so good so, yeah. that reminds me of the scripture john 10 27 my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me yep oh like every time i hear that yep. like it's one of those scriptures that like spiritually yes. you just understand yeah and i think that is good because like innately we know the voice of god mm -hmm. it's it's what saved us right some way shape or form right. in the beginning and like right. how we even know god is real um but like you said like cultivating that and learning to really like tune in right to the frequency. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's that's really good yeah. i definitely i never read the book yet but it's literally on my list yeah everyone recommends it it's really good so yeah, my favorite thing of the week is my custom newspaper. If you're watching on YouTube, you get the full experience and you get to see it. It's my custom little newspaper I made for my brand, um, specifically for my brand shoot. Like it's not like, it's really just a cover page and um, a back page, but I made two variations, like two different designs because I wasn't sure which um, cover I wanted, but I had a brand shoot today with my girl, Ashley, shout out Creative Ash. She's the bomb. And yeah, so my business is called Studio Genesis and shameless plug. <laughs> I do branding and web design um, for women entrepreneurs who need some clarity and structure in their business and want to make eternal impact. So hit me up. But this was really fun. I literally got to design it and it was like $47 for um, two copies. It's like $46 for one. So it made sense to just get two. Mm -hmm. 
and it's from newspaper <laughs> newspaperclub.com. I'll link it below. I highly recommend. I mean, the quality is really great. I think this was the tabloid size. I'm not sure. But if you want to, I know people do this for like engagements, for their weddings, for your business. Such a cool idea for ministry. You could have like a ministry newsletter, yeah. um, newspaper. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I like, that's like super cute. I like, I just picture um, like a, a billion cute uh, pictures mm-hmm. that, that you Check can take Check out my Instagram. It. You'll see yeah, them. It's it. really fun. I love it. But cool. That was our favorite things for the week. I feel like I had a lot too that I wanted to mention, but. They'll have to wait for next week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. So one of the first uh, highlights that we want to point out is uh, what is the purpose and importance of yeah. being rooted in a local and home church? And some of the purposes um, that we listed is worship, fellowship, discipleship, ministry, mission, and mission. Um, and that they are diverged from the great commandment, which we find it in Matthew 22, 37 through 40, which says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Mm-hmm. This is the first and greatest commandment. A, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor, neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And... God is just so intentional because yeah. when uh, I saw this, the first thing I thought was just the beginning of our walk. You know, mm-hmm. um, when we came to Christ, we, you know, we did our due diligence and got into the word and, you know, like, like how, like, however we, we connected through the sermons and, and the word. But then there came a point in our walk where it's just like, we just know this isn't enough. We're, right. we're alone here. Mm-hmm. It's by ourselves. And it's just like, though it's, it's feeding us, like, of course, because it's a relationship with with him but we just knew that there was something eventually in the yeah. in the in the walk that is just not enough so he naturally um was like he naturally like puts the desire in our hearts to seek for sure community to seek mm-hmm. um fellowship and i don't know i mean there's just he just guides us to to have that desire to find a church yeah. that will um just impact our faith and mature it. You know what I mean? That's so good. I have a, for me, I feel like something that I hold on to that always builds my faith a lot stronger is the fact that no one needed to tell me to find a church. Right. Literally, like you said, that like just innate desire. Like I got saved and I knew like how you, when you first got saved, you were like, okay, I need to go straight to the Bible. Same. Like no one told me that necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like I just knew like spiritually that, oh, God is real. Okay, the word of God is the Bible. Yeah. And then with that, you like, I didn't get to the part in the Bible yet where it talked about the church. Like, yeah. I just started reading from the Old right, Testament. Right, right. Same. Mm-hmm. But I knew I needed to be around believers. I knew I needed to be around like-minded people who believe in the same thing. Yeah. And I didn't even really have language for that at the time, but it just proved more and more like the realness of it. My soul was just exactly, longing for that. Exactly. Um, another... Another reason that um, all of these things we listed, ministry, fellowship, discipleship, worship, and mission um, are the um, are important uh, in finding, or the reasons why it's important to find a home, home church is because it's part of the Great Commission that yeah. Jesus gave us, well, to the disciples, which yeah. 
still is applicable to us in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, which reads, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Um, That's so comforting. Yeah. I love so the way we do that is by being together in the body. Like, if we are the body, you can't have, like, a decapitated head and arm <laughs> like you know like yeah. it, it won't work yeah. like the body needs to be together yeah um when you accept the lord jesus as your savior you become spiritually alive and now you have the holy spirit the spirit of the living god dwelling within you and you need to feed that spirit just like you feed your body with water food um, just like you feed your mind with, you know, learning, whatever it is, uh, your spirit needs to be fed as well. And part of that obviously is the word of God, but being in community as well. Yeah. Um, it helps you grow in your faith, mature in your faith. Iron sharpens iron. Yep. We'll link, um, put the little verse right here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just such an imperative part. Like I said, we lived without community. I lived without community. Like, yeah. A church body. When I say community, that's what I mean. Like believers in my life that I actually considered friends or just in my life in general. Um, And just feeling the lack of that, I realized how important it was because there's only a certain level of of depth that you can get with other people. Yeah. and I think those I think those relationships are important. Don't get me wrong. I do think as Christians we need to have relationships with people who are not Christian. Mm-hmm. However, it's a non-negotiable to be a part of a church home, a church body, and have that community. Yeah, yeah. You're, you'll wither away if not. Like yeah. honestly, it's rough. You're gonna make your life harder than it needs. Yeah, to be. it really does. Like it makes such a difference. Yeah. In your faith, it makes such a difference in your walk with Him. Um, because like, I can just simply look back at when I didn't have community and when, and as I was walking with him and mm-hmm. now being really like involved in, yeah. in community and just the level of just even understanding. And we know that we can't fully understand the Lord. Um, so the, like it's full capacity. If he's just too big for that and our brains are too little, we are, we are limited, but just even being in community alone, just brought me to a place of understanding and confidence yeah. because like you said, iron sharpens iron. There's more mature um, Christians in the church that the elders that can, you know, really pour into you and really just disciple you really, yeah. you know, so it's, it's super, it's, it's essential. Yeah. It's it grows you in knowledge and maturity, but it also keeps you humble too. Absolutely. So like it just overall, like iron literally sharpens iron. Yeah, it's, it's just overall going to grow you and stretch you and make you, not just a better person, but a better follower of Christ, more like him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which it's good. Um, it helps us segue into what are some key things um, that you want to look for in a church that are essential? Yeah. So one of the biggest things we, we believe we put it um, as the first thing we wanted to highlight is do they preach the true gospel of Jesus, of Jesus Christ? Um, do they always point back to Jesus? and the cross and not so much the self and worldly things. Um, And I do want to highlight the, what it says in the word salvation is by faith in Christ alone, not in our own works. Um, Ephesians two, eight through nine says God saved you by his grace when you believed Mm -hmm. and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. 
So none of us can boast about it. So in just simpler terms, what this means is like we can't do anything yeah. to earn his love. He his love is what saved us. He paid the ultimate mm -hmm. price. He paid it all that one time and we can't earn his love. And it's by his grace yeah. that this is done, you know, and so just which is we'll put it here. But because people might I think grace like there's a lot of words that we throw around yeah. that people don't really fully understand what it means. Um, I know for me, for a while, I was like, wait, I use this word. I don't even know what this really means. Yeah. So grace is literally like unearned favor. Yeah. It's unmerited. Yeah. Like it's freely given. It's just freely given. And that is our salvation was freely given to us. Mm -hmm. We deserved, you know, the word says um, the what is it? The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God. I believe, is eternal life. Um, that right there explains what grace is. Yeah, you know, exactly. We deserve to die a gruesome death because we have all sinned. We have all fallen short mm -hmm. of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. But Jesus took our place. Like, he literally did that for us. Yeah. Like, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it brings so much, like, peace when you, like, really, like, just, like, understand it because... Yeah. because a, a God like that, like, he is capable of taking all, like, can you imagine, like, your heaviest burdens that, that yeah. you're facing, and then some, right? Can you imagine you carrying that, you know, and how, like, just, like, oh, like, how draining and just heavy it is that our God was capable of taking all of that. Yeah. Past, present, and future, you know, yeah. and that we can come to him always, no matter what we go through, mm. to just to, to hand it at his feet and exchange um, our burdens for his because it's yeah. easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it's just so such a, um, a relieving good news. Yeah. Like, we don't have to carry this. It's God, you can handle that, mm. you know, and that we have somewhere to go to whenever we do feel weak, whenever we do feel heavy, you know, because we know he he's bigger and he's stronger. He can do it like. His, his power is made strong in our weakness. So, yeah. I heard it said once. Now, I don't know how theologically correct this is, but it put things in such a feasible way for me that, like, just humbled me and made me so much more grateful. Because I'm a very, like, draw a picture for me yeah. type of person to, to get me to understand. That's why, like, analogies of, like, parent-child um, relationships when we're talking about God and our relationship with him always make a lot of sense to me. But I... Heard it said that like, okay, Jesus was fully man and fully God. What that means is that he was fully human. So he felt all yeah. the range of emotions that we feel. He felt loss. He lost loved ones. He mm -hmm. he felt hunger. He felt tiredness. Mm -hmm. He felt exhaustion. Anger. Um, but at the end that. of the day, he was still God in the flesh. So he could still um, pre perform miracles. And, you know, obviously he resurrected and stuff. Mm -hmm. But... He knew no sin. He was sinless, like mm -hmm. perfect. First of all, we could never be that, mm -hmm. which is a relief that we don't have to try to be, that he was that for us. Mm -hmm. That's why he was the ultimate sacrifice because he was a human, yeah. but spotless. Mm -hmm. There was no sin in him. So when he was on that cross and he was going through all of that torture, the beating, the agony, the nails in the hands, he felt the physical pain, but he also felt sin. Like our yeah. sin was like um, propitiated onto him. And 
can you just imagine, like, the way I drew this picture, or someone told me this, and it made so much sense, was like, have you ever been hurt by someone? Have you ever been heartbroken? Have you ever been let down by a loved one? That emotional pain that feels so deep, so strong, that you just want to, like, escape from yeah, it. Yeah. He felt that for every human. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oof. that he died for. Like, yeah. what? Like, man, like, that, like, that kind of love... Bro, like it just It's breathtaking. Yeah. It like, really is. It's breathtaking. It's just like honestly, it makes you just like, how can what can I do for you? Yeah. You know, it's like if has anyone ever done something so genuine and generous for you? Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And then you just feel like, oh my gosh, like I what can I do to repay yeah. you? I owe you my life. Like it's almost like it brings you to tears yeah. and like you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That times like a infinity yeah. with God. <laughs> Because he did the most generous thing that yeah. anyone could ever do. To bring it back to our topic, that is what truly living from love and not for his love is about. Mm -hmm. Because when we really, really, when the gospel really takes home and, and, and just takes our hearts yeah. from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh, flesh. Mm -hmm. and brings us from death to life. You will know when that happens. There's no doubt about it. At all. And you At will all. want to live your life serving yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And that should be the driving force of getting in um, church and community. And hey, if you don't feel like you felt that yet, still get go to church. Still continue more than going to church. Talk to God. Mm -hmm. Involve him in your days. Share with him where you're at. Be honest with him. He'll meet you where you're at. And yeah. 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 No, that's so good. That's yeah. so, so good. So speaking on the topic of the one of the most essential things to look for when looking for a home church and making sure that they are preaching the true gospel is I do want to um, just raise the awareness to be very cautious about the theology of the church or denomination that you're going to. So I want to briefly mention um, Jehovah Witness Kingdom Halls and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as Mormons. I believe recent times they've kind of shifting away from the name of Mormon and they prefer to be preferred, referred to as LDS or Latter-day Saints. Really? I, yeah. I did, I did hear about them changing like how they identify, mm -hmm. but I didn't know it was them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they appear to be Christian. They claim Christ. And I do believe that people who are considered, you know, any either of those denominations, I do believe that they can truly be saved and truly love the Lord and actually have a saving knowledge of Jesus. But when you start digging a little bit deeper, now I'm not a pro at this, but I have done some research. And um, what I have learned is that when you just dig a little deeper, beyond the surface, you see that they actually do not preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. They actually preach a works-based gospel, which honestly is what makes Christianity so unique from all other religions in the world, mm -hmm. is it is the only religion where, that's why you hear people say it's a relationship, not a religion. I do believe it's both, yeah, but same. you you can't have, you can have the religion without the relationship, and I think that's not true Christianity. But I do think true Christianity is you have the relationship, and religion comes from that. Right. Religion is just doing something regularly, religiously. So Christianity, this is what makes Christianity so unique, is that it is the only religion in the world where man 
instead of working his way up to God and man as in humans, all of us, instead of working our way up to God and trying to, you know, do good deeds and just try to be a good person or practice rituals and things in order to earn, you know, our place in heaven right. or the afterlife yeah. or be right the next life yeah, or be yeah. in right standing yeah. with God or nirvana or whatever you want to call it. Christianity is the only religion where instead of man working the way up to God, God came down to man. Exactly. Like, what? Yeah. Like, like he, he left, like, where we all strive to yeah. be. He left that to come down to and be with us. Dark, sinful world. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and he didn't come down to be like, okay, I need you to do this, I need right. you to do that. Like, I want this, I want that. He no. didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Exactly. Woo! And he, he didn't come to be served. He came to serve. Yes. You know, and like... It's so mm. countercultural. Mm. It's so opposite of everything else. Yes. Like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, like, somebody said this... Uh, to me before like it's the only religion that we are all on the same playing field yeah you know what i'm saying yes like, like nobody is higher, higher than, than the, the other. other nobody is more Bro. like holy than at other. the ground of the sinners. cross the ground wait at the foot of the cross is level ground. Yeah. No sin is higher than the other. Exactly. Like, we are all, bro, like, we all fall short. Exactly. We all need Jesus, every single one of us. And I... Preach a girl. Man. Preach a girl. It's just so powerful. And yeah. that's why you hear it say a lot, being said a lot, that Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. Um, I do believe that it's actually both. The danger is when you have religion without the relationship. Yep. Like, that constant communication with God and that true, like heart connection with him because then it just becomes pharisaical um you just become legalistic and judgmental yeah. and you're doing you're you're trying to earn god's love yeah but i do believe true relationship with the father true relationship with god would lead to religion which is essentially just anything technically brushing my teeth is a religion it's something you do religiously it's a set of beliefs and yeah. practices that you follow um, but you only do that after the saving knowledge of him because of what he's already done. You don't have to earn your way. You don't have to even earn your keep. You literally will naturally do it just because you not you love him because yeah. of what he did. And I think that's so powerful. Yeah, that um, I just looked for the way that um, one of my sisters on Instagram, Jay, I don't know how to say her name, but we'll we'll link her below. Jaylene, I think. Jalen. Mm, Jalen. Mm -hmm. She says, uh, "Truth without love is legalism." And love without truth is deception. Yeah. So in so like I truth is like to make it simple um, or relevant is what she means by like religion by like the like the 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 truth you know like yeah um, without like love, someone the relationship. saying oh blah 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 is a sin blah 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 is a right. sin right that's okay duh everybody knows that yeah. literally everybody but the you grace? don't have to be a Christian to know that mm -hmm. that's that's not honestly that's lazy evangelism if I'm yeah. being real yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought that was so powerful. Something like so simple and so powerful. Truth without love, legalism. Love without truth, deception. Yeah. Because then that's, yeah, literally deceiving people that are like, oh, you can do whatever and be whatever and like, and disrespect God and disobey God and not love him essentially mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. the heart of it. And you have your way in heaven. No, I do. We need to share that like God's love. And I think when someone has a true revelation of God's love, everything else comes from that, you right. know, and 
going back to our episode with when we interviewed Amber, it's not about changing behavior. It's about helping people love God more mm-hmm. and introducing them to his love and and why they need a savior. That's where the truth comes in because we all have fallen short. We all have sinned. Mm-hmm. But we, that's why we need him because yeah. when we stand in front of him on judgment day, we can't blame our circumstances, our environment, our parents, anyone else. Yeah. We're going to have to give an account and praise God that Jesus made a way for us to, for him to essentially be our get out of jail free card. Yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> the second essential thing to look for when finding a home church is do they teach sound theology? What this essentially means, first of all, theology, I should have looked up the actual definition, but my understanding of it is really just the study of God and what we believe about God. And we'll do a whole, I'm sure we'll do plenty of episodes on theology. Um, we all have theology. Do we have sound theology is a real question. And there'll be different camps that believe different things theologically, and that's okay. And even within theology, there are certain essential doctrines that are core to the faith. And right. that's the main thing that you want to look for in a church. Do they have this foundation? Do they preach the gospel that we are saved by faith alone mm-hmm. in Christ alone? Do they preach that uh, Jesus was fully man and fully God? Do they preach and do they love all three Godheads, mm-hmm. um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Like, do they respect and honor the Father and his authority? Do they right. embrace Christ and his life, death, and resurrection? Right. And do they embrace the Holy Spirit? Right. And what that looks like, that can change. And those are secondary and tertiary things. But making sure that they're teaching proper things that align with Scripture. So the key in that is that it does not go against what Scripture says and teaching something counter and in conflict with what Scripture says. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what else? Also, do they teach things that are consistent with what the church has always believed in the entire church history right. from 2,000 years ago? You know, like, or are they teaching new revelations that, like, Jesus came into their room and talked to them about this, and yeah. now they're preaching... You know, they got a new word that's not in scripture. That can be a dangerous area to get in. Yeah, because like, not to cut you off, but like, um, because it wouldn't just be he only spoke to you and solely you. Like, he would have confirmed it amongst others as well. And we'll find the scripture. I can't think of it right now. We'll find the scripture that aligns with that. It's like, so, um, because one person like doesn't just move alone. You know, like we have a... um, I'll, I'll find the scripture, but like, I just know that that's something that you can back it up like yeah. to, to really like see, oh, okay, well, um, well, did the elders like, um, are they aware of this? Are they yeah, also, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like that. So mm-hmm. that's something that's like, mm, okay. And I think that's where, um, the next point comes in really well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, actually, no, it's not the next point, but okay. Real quick. It's cause I don't actually have it here as a point, but just to tie into that, I think that's why it's important to have a church. I heard Alan Parr say it. He's a, a YouTuber who teaches like faith education. Yeah. Um, is this a empire church or a kingdom church? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's important that you are in a church that has, it doesn't necessarily have to have the traditional fivefold ministry, in my opinion. That could be more of a preference, which we'll get to, but it should have. And honestly, I don't I don't necessarily think that every big or celebrity pastor or every mega church is bad. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I think our church is considered a mega church. Yeah. But it's about are is the pastor uh, humble enough and like are there like sound people around who 
care enough to like make sure that things are aligned with scripture. Right. You know? Not right. like in a legalistic way. Because right. I do think that can get real yeah. dangerous. Or like as pointing well. pointing finger like nah you're wrong. But yeah, like, and like like to just challenge it to to hold them accountable, but like in a loving way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um kind of like what we mentioned in the beginning, like, you know, the book of frequency and hearing God's mm-hmm. voice because might just it might what you're hearing might just not be from him yeah so like having having the community having um a a fellow sister or brother can really help that's challenging that but in love um can help you really really discern and you can find that out on typically every church website will have Mm -hmm. their values and beliefs right and essentially as long as they have the core doctrines. Um, maybe we will do an episode specifically talking about that, but for time's sake, we can't really get too into that right now. Yeah. Um, like what specifically beliefs and values to look for. Um, maybe. Yeah, comment we'll down special. below if that's something you If not, want. we could do like an Instagram post. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, comment below. Also, if you're enjoying our content and you're still here after episodes... Seven. Seven episodes now. Yeah. We're on episode seven. Please like and subscribe and hit that bell notification to be notified whenever we post a new video because we love to have you here. And we want you to be part of the family. We want you to get notified whenever we have a new episode. We do have some surprise episodes possibly coming in the coming months. Mm -hmm. And we don't want you to miss anything. Yeah, and we our heart behind this is for you to be sitting here with us, for you to join yeah. us. So, you know, how can you do that without being notified? You know, life mm-hmm. is busy and stuff. So, like, hit that hit that bell and you'll get notified. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. So, yeah. So, the next thing we want to um, point out is, um, does the church prioritize and encourage fellowship and community involvement? Yeah. This also includes outreach and making an impact in the local church. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we do this is the reason why this is important is because like we've mentioned time and time again, how important like being amongst other believers um, is essential to our walk with Christ, yeah. is essential to our faith, is essential to, you know, everything w- within uh, our faith in, in God. But also because of our, of our faith and because we just love God so much and what he has done for us in our lives, naturally, we want to just pour it out. Yeah. Right? We want everyone pour to join. Pour your spirit out. Was that good? Right now. <laughs> Was that good? I would say so, but we pour need we out. need our producer, our producer Dave, <laughs> to be the judge because he actually sings. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, like, we want to just, like, like, just share it to the world. Like, yeah. like Jesus did this for us. Like, like we've encountered this sacrificial impactful life-changing love that we just don't want to hold it um within us like we we want to share it out and then it makes it makes an impact to the community like you know um it's contagious love is contagious so you know um helping helping our local community like hearing them out who doesn't want to be heard who doesn't want to be seen and especially like out there in the community um like the homeless people you know they are just people that you just walk by, you don't really like care to sit down and listen to their stories or yeah. anything like that. You know, when you have a church that is encouraging to go out there and, and to love on others, sometimes you don't have the opportunity to preach the gospel, but just just looking at them. Sharing, while they're, yeah. sharing his love. Yeah, sharing his love, like looking at them when they're talking to you because they, have, they haven't had the opportunity to share share their heart to anybody, mm-hmm. you know. Just you being there and listening to them and actually like showing like you care 
that does so much. And then they'll mm-hmm. ask you like, hey, like they'll, they'll, they'll ask you questions and then you'll just point them to Jesus. You'll point them to, to the church. You'll point them to community. So it's just it's it's a very important thing that um, the church encourages uh, a community and fellowship with one another because there's so much growth in that. We're yeah. we're not meant to stay baby Christians. We're not meant to stay um, uh, eating milk. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like um, at some point we got to eat solid food. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not going to feed a 30 year old milk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're going to want some steak and potatoes if you into that. I don't eat steak. But um, but yeah, like you're not supposed to like stay stagnant in one place. You're con- right. you're supposed to continue Being productive. To like right. is the church productive? Right. That goes back to what I was saying. Is it a kingdom church or empire church? An empire church is concerned with building their church and yeah. developing leaders to stay within the four walls of that church. A kingdom church is kingdom minded, is yeah. realizes that the capital C church is so much more important not more important, but like all the little churches make up the capital C church mm-hmm. and they're okay with building up leaders to go on and follow their calling. If that means that they get called outside of that church and being productive in just going forth and making disciples of all nations, like impacting the world in James verse, James chapter one, verse 27, it says pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. I think that shows the importance of what being a true Christ follower means. It means loving on people, changing the world, impacting others, making, you know, a difference in their lives, actually putting feet to our faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, finding a church that provides those opportunities, yeah. whether it be small groups, life groups for you to learn yeah. and grow and uh, outreach opportunities to help the, you know, your communities or the greater world mm-hmm. are so crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd be surprised how much that actually feeds you. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about serving others that just, it brings a absolutely. joy that like you probably didn't even realize like, oh, I actually like this makes me feel amazing to love on you, to serve you. Like it's, beautiful yeah so the fourth the fourth essential thing to look for when looking for a church is can you support the vision and the visionary Mm -hmm. so every church has its own um vision and mission essentially so like we talked about in the purpose episode all every single christian's purpose is to know god for themselves and to make him known how we do that looks different we all have different callings we all have different gifts every church has a unique calling a, a unique place that they're placed in yeah um all of those things matter so learning what the mission and the vision is of of the church that you're considering is so important and is it something that you believe in is it something that you can get behind that's important because if that's going to be your home church you're going to need to get involved and in order like if you don't support it it's going to feel like torture it's yeah, going to feel like yeah. dreadful yeah it's going to feel like duty yeah you know <laughs> Hashtag immature. Um, <laughs> Gonna feel like a duty. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, let me stop there. That's so okay. <laughs> but also, if you don't agree with it, you're gonna end up feeling resentful, bitter. You're gonna yeah. start causing division, and it just doesn't do either party any justice. So, also with that is the visionary, the lead pastor. Is he someone that you can respect? Do you feel that he is a man of integrity? Is he humble? Yeah. Does he lead his life like the scripture? I think it's Second Timothy something. We'll put it right here. Um, <laughs> states that a pastor should be living as you know a life that's pretty much like above reproach. Yeah. And 
that's so crucial. That's so important. I love our pastor for that reason. Like we have a, a, a very fastly growing church, mm-hmm. but he is so humble. Yes. He gets up on that, that stage and he does not um, hesitate to own up to like where he maybe just anything in life that yeah. he's done that was not perfect, you know, yeah. and he does it in such a way that brings glory to God. And that's one of the main reasons I chose my home church because I respect that so much more than someone who gets up and just preaches straight expository, which yeah. is what I thought I wanted when I was looking for a church, like straight from the Bible, verse by verse. Um, I just appreciate the realness yeah. like, and the application to real life. Like, yeah, because it, it brings a, a breath of fresh air. It, yeah. it already diminishes like the misconception of like Christians, uh, like they think they're perfect, perfect or they have yeah. to be perfect. No, this man is like, he was given this calling, you know, and he's being a teacher and, and, and you know, all that, all that stuff. But he is so humble. He is so yeah. relatable. He is someone that, that is just like, you could like, like walk, down the street and say what's up and have and have a normal conversation. He doesn't mm-hmm. think that he's above you or anything like that. Um, it's it's someone who's relatable. It, it just brings so much like peace and like oh okay like yeah. you're real. You know it's crucial. Yeah. The last essential thing to consider when looking for a church, a home church, is do you see room and opportunity to be a blessing to the church and not just for the church to be a blessing to you. bars preach preach it's so real though because there's levels to this man and i had a conversation with one of my old friends who we fell out for a while then she got saved and then we reconnected Mm -hmm. such a beautiful example of god's redemption Mm -hmm. but she was like yeah she finally made the step to make her church like a home church and officially become a member and start serving and she wanted to make sure that it was the right church for her which i wholeheartedly agree with she was there for a while at least a few months, maybe even longer than a year, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And I said to her, yeah, like that's, it made me realize that there's levels. You, when you first go to church, you're probably not going to be ready. Most people are not ready to just dive right in and start serving. I was, but that's because I was dehydrated from that for years. Yeah. And so I understand why people aren't. And I think that's good. I think that's healthy to take your time. But there comes a point when you realize like, oh, I need to do more than just Come, come and Sundays. leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> then just have a Sunday morning faith. You know, right, you need right, to right. have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning faith and an all day, you know, every day of the week, 24 7 faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. And so, is it a place where you can see yourself getting involved with people who you can see yourself serving with, working with, doing life. life with? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. She's, she's, she's speaking <laughs> power right now. How to like, how to know that, I feel like, is. Honestly, you'll feel like home there. You'll feel accepted. It's not bad, and this is something I had to learn. It's not bad to desire a church where you feel like you fit in, Mm -hmm. where you feel like there's people you can relate to. You don't have to go to a church that you feel very like a much like a sore thumb just because you feel like it makes you a good Christian. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there's there's beauty in. And feeling like you can relate to your fellow brother and sister in the church. Like, God made you how he made you, Mm -hmm. right? And if he made you to be, like, a a stylish, you know, person or very, like, creative, visual person that um, is, like, I don't know, like, super modern, let's just say, Mm -hmm. or whatever, 
that's okay to be in a church that supports that. Yeah. Like there is, what's wrong with that? You I know think I mean? it's actually good because one, it shows you that God created you the way you were for a reason. Right. We say this all the time and I live by this because for so long I wrestled with this for myself. I, I kind of like started to hate myself when I was a baby Christian because I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to change everything I am mm. and dress different, all this stuff. And like God will work on that and in you in his own timing. Right. You don't have to look a certain way or anything like that. But like he created you with your personality. Your character is going to change mm-hmm. naturally mm-hmm. as you just grow closer to him. Right. But your personality you were created with for a reason. I think tying it back to like finding a church where you can pour into being at a place that embraces you, that you feel like you can be yourself at is going to show you and help you love yourself more and yeah. see yourself in the way that God made you in his image. Like he took his time on you. Yeah. He knows every single strand of hair that's on your head. Like he cares about you and he designed you so intricately and perfectly, perfectly imperfect to be who you are. All of your little quirks, everything about you, your accent, the way you look, your hair, mm-hmm. your, your, the things you're passionate about. And I believe that those tell a lot of what your spiritual gifts are. Yeah. And the way you are a blessing to the church is through your spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm so grateful in my own story that I followed God's guidance on that. And I didn't stop where I thought I should have been at a church that I felt like I didn't fit in. Right, at, right, that I right. felt like an outcast. Yeah. Because like, now I'm literally living in my purpose. bro. Yeah. Like nothing feels better than this. Yeah. Nothing feels better. Hey. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> okay. No, that's so good. That's that's so good. That which helps us segue into like determining preferences. Yes. So some of the preferences that we thought of was like the size of the church. Um, and the pros and cons with the size of the church. So, like, smaller churches, they can... The pros of it is that they're, they're more intimate. So, like, mm-hmm. you might, like, have dinner with the pastor. Um, and, like, the pastor will, like, be the one marrying you. Like, yeah. smaller... Because mm-hmm. you're... It's... it's There's less people, so yeah, he's able so there's to. More, uh-huh, there's more opportunity for that kind of relationship, yeah. that kind of connection, smaller churches. You know, it, it feels more like a family, so that's a pro. But- I could imagine that that might lead to, like, less personal accountability. Mm. Now, I don't know, because I've never been at a super small church yeah. like that. But I feel like it could be, like, you rely on your pastor for yeah. a lot more and, like, think that they're more anointed than you or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that could be one of the cons. Yeah. One of the cons of, of a smaller church. And then um, another con um, in a smaller church is there's not maybe as much resources yeah. because it's not as, like, as broad or, or um, there's not that that much movement, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. just it's just not... Um, it doesn't have a wider span. Yeah. You know what and I mean? from a ministry standpoint, like, if you really get involved with serving and if you get on staff, there is definitely... Um, way more of a likelihood that you're just going to be filling a need because there's such a lack of manpower and resources that you might be doing something that you really don't enjoy and you don't love and burnout could happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's tough. It's tough because it needs to get done. But that's also the beauty of being in a bigger church. Right. Is that there's more opportunities for you to just go where you feel like you're right, right, to. right, exactly. And there's more resources. Um, there's more funding for like maybe better quality mm-hmm. resources or um, mission trips where you can like uh, have like wider range of, of outreach. Yeah. Um, but the con of a larger church can feel like oh it, it like you feel like a number. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you don't feel like yeah. 
like uh, the pastor even knows who you are or like any leader really knows you who have you to are. like be intentional to get involved because yeah. if you don't you can get drowned out because yeah. I can speak from our church like there's people on average we have like 2,000 people every Sunday mm-hmm. and but we only have like 300 dream teamers so like that huge gap, there's a lot of people who just come and leave and we want them to get involved. But that that's the thing, too, though, being in a big church, it requires you to step out of your comfort zone and put in intentional like effort, effort to get involved, time, to yeah, build relationships. Yeah, absolutely. But honestly, that's that's amazing. Like yeah. I can be <laughs> I feel like I'm the advocate of telling you like how much um, beauty and how much like. Oh, I can't find the words right now of what it's like to step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Like there's just so much growth. Mm-hmm. And when you look back after stepping out of your comfort zone, when you look back and you'll be like, dang, like I know. I'm so like so thankful for yeah. for God and for him to use who he used, what he used to get me out there because like mm-hmm. just the the level of maturity you reach, right. you know? Um, and then when you do that within ministry, like the lives you get to touch, you know, the connection and the bond, the stronger connection and bond you build within your relationship with Christ. Like yeah. it's just, it's truly like just a beautiful, strange mm-hmm. concept. Yeah. <laughs> and I think in a bigger church too is it feels small when you get on a team and you start serving. Yeah. Or you join like a small group or a Bible study or a life group or whatever your church calls it, um, where you're meeting with a group regularly. Because then you really start to build actual like yeah. relationships and do life with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's so good. Another preference that so, so to differentiate, preferences shouldn't be determining factors, right. in our opinion. Right. All the essentials that we listed before, those are really crucial for a healthy church and for you to be healthy in church. Right, right. But preferences are something that differ from person to person, and they shouldn't necessarily be a deciding factor. And one of those is denominational preferences. Now, for those of you who came from a denomination, whether it was growing up or you are in, you know, you identify with a certain denomination now or a set of beliefs or doctrine, whatever, that may seem like a crucial part to you. But I do want to, like, challenge you to maybe give a church a chance that kind of makes stretches you a little bit and your beliefs i believe that the spiritual growth that comes from that is so profound yes like like i said when i first came to our church i thought i wanted a small church mm-hmm. i swore up and down yeah, i wanted to I like have dinner at my pastor's yep, house yep. have him be the one who marries me and like super tight knit and now that i'm actually in church and i've actually been doing this for a year and a half I'm so glad I didn't go that route because I realized that this is way more my speed, especially because I have so much else going on in my life that being part of a smaller church would have been way too overwhelming for me because I know I would have been super involved and I would have been saying yes to everything because the need was there and I have a lot of different skills that I could offer and it would just been overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, so I do believe it's important to find a church that does align with your beliefs, but certain things like what they believe about speaking in tongues. Obviously, if you're uncomfortable around that, don't go to a super hyper-charismatic church, but somewhere like in between, Mm -hmm. like somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. I prefer non-denominational because non-denominationals can lean a little bit more to one end of the spectrum, like a little bit more charismatic or a little bit more reformed and just like, 
<laughs> right, like long, long uh, faldas. I don't know how do you say that in English. Uh, skirts. skirts. Um, you know, like just well, like, I don't know, very uniform. That's Pentecostal. That's a denomination. But Pentecostal is charismatic. Oh, see. So that's oh, a whole other right, topic. Right, right. We, <laughs> but we're not talking about yeah, that today. So. <laughs> but going to a church, like especially if you grew up in the faith. I really want to challenge you to try a church that is different from what you grew up yeah. with because that's how we really make our faith our own and really are firm and confident on what we believe. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's so important. Um, also, another preference is the quality of church production. Like, do they have the best parking team, the best music, the best greeters? Do the worship team have the best outfits? Yeah. Um, are their ushers not that friendly? Um, you know, the aesthetic, all that stuff is cool. And I think it adds to the experience, but it shouldn't be a determining factor. Right, right, right. You can appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, like she said, it adds to the experience. But yeah, that shouldn't be end all be all. Or you can actually be, be the one that uh, steps in the place of that. And maybe either if you're not, um, if you're not, huge on graphics or whatever but you can find the resources that are and then you know elevate the quality of the church right you know so ladies and gentlemen we gave you lots of info to leave with we're gonna leave it there we're probably gonna make a part two to this and get more in depth of like finding your place in the church all that good stuff but we don't want to overwhelm you and i pray that this was a blessing go back and take some notes if you want to re-listen to this Mm -hmm. and we really hope that you find the church that is right for you yes so thank you again for listening. Share this with a friend who you think that this could bless. And let's pray. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, God, that you that you just know every single one of our needs, Lord, that you have created us in a way that when we come to know you, God, that we desire the things that you desire for us, and that being community, a home church, God, that we are one body in the body of Christ. The I pray that every listener right now, God, that you would just lead them, God, the right way to the right church, God. Help them to have uh, holy and healthy convictions, God, and not to overthink or be hypercritical, God, but to allow the Holy Spirit to truly lead them, even if that makes them a little bit uncomfortable, God. I pray that they would land in a place that embraces them, uh, shows them that they are loved just the way they are, and that in that, that they would learn more about your love, God, and that you would just do a work in their heart, and that you would never stop, God. I pray that... um, if there are any, you know, religious spirits that we're battling with, God, that you would just bring us back to the humility and just your grace, God, and that we would be humbled by that. I pray that you would put the right people around every single one of us, Lord, that will love on us, will encourage us, that will spot our spiritual gifts and encourage us to grow in them, God. They'll help us grow in knowledge and grace and in truth, Lord. I pray that we would have a growing hunger for your word and for your your body, Lord, that we would not look to the church as our God or to be perfect, God, but that we would look to you, especially when the church fails us, Lord. I pray that we would find our place um, in church, like the right church and in the church, God. And I just pray that you would guide us and help us to be more sensitive in your guidance, God. I pray all of these things in your holy and matchless name. Amen. Amen.